This is Cut to the Chase. I'm Dave Emanuel. My guest today is John Watson, who is a candidate for chairman of the Georgia Republican Party. Welcome, John. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm great. Good to be here with you. Uh, let's get right to it. This may seem like an absurdly simple question, but I think it cuts to the heart of party elections. What do you see as the essential purpose of the Georgia Republican Party? Dave, it, 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 is, a, it is a simple response, <laughs> but nonetheless, lots of details go, go behind that. First and foremost, the party is the mechanism by which we support our candidates after the nomination and after the primary process. And what that means is the, the chairman in specific is responsible for raising resources, the money, asking <laughs> for checks, doing what's necessary to make certain that the party as an organization is funded adequately such that it then can turn around and be supportive of the men and women who secure the nomination and put themselves and have themselves on the ballot. Secondly, the chairman, as leader of the party, is the principal person responsible for engaging communication, training, and embracement of the grassroots activists and volunteers that are the lifeblood of our party. So again, to be simple but blunt, it is engagement of grassroots and it is raising resources with the principal task of supporting our nominees and winning elections. Okay. There are currently four candidates running for the Georgia State GOP chairman's position. Some have some pretty impressive credentials. What can you bring to the position that the others can't or won't? Dave, I think that uh, my credentials are wholly different and separate from my opponents. What that means is, Dave, I have been a professional fundraiser as the finance director on a congressional campaign, as the finance director, very proudly so, at the Georgia Republican Party as finance director. Uh, I have raised political resources on behalf of political candidates and political causes for 25 years through the balance of my career. No one else in this contest has been a professional political fundraiser, period. Secondly, as we head into the critical 2018 election cycle, of which is going to be a battle, all seats, governor, lieutenant governor, all open seats as we head into this critical election cycle, I am the only candidate who has participated in, led in, and made a career of winning elections. And I know that the skills that are necessary to do that, I know how to run and win statewide. I know what the party must do as a partner to our nominees to win elections. And that is an indisputed and distinct difference between what my experiences are and those of my opponents. Now, I'm sure you're aware that in some people's opinions, you're less than an ideal candidate because you're a lobbyist. How do you square the duties of a party chairman with your occupation? Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, I have been blunt and transparent and will continue to be in this process that I am indeed a lobbyist, not a man of wealth, have two girls aged 16 and 14, <laughs> and a wife, and, and we have, looking down the barrel of a college education, i got to work for a living, mm -hmm. and I am indeed a lobbyist. I think it's high time the Georgia Republican Party and the grassroots activists and our party had a lobbyist advocating for them and their needs. I'm prepared to do that. I know how to do that. Secondly, unlike anyone else in this race, I live and work in a regulated environment. Everyone that I work for and advocate for 
any listener of yours can go on the State Ethics website and see exactly who it is that I work for and what my goals are on their behalf. I would encourage folks to do that, and if they have questions after this, I'll give you my cell phone number and they can follow (laughs) up with me. Third, also in that regulated environment, all of my behaviors in terms of spending and supporting and entertaining are all public in nature. And what I would recommend to any listener who questions or has a question about what I do for a living, the reality is this. I go down to the Capitol. I advocate as professionally uh, and as, as, as clearly and as truthfully as I can on behalf of my, my, my clients. Uh, and then what do I do? I go home at night to be with my family, <laughs> just like an accountant, just like an, a lawyer, just like so many other folks no, that are trying say, to make a lawyer. <laughs> Understand, <laughs> I'm not one. I'm not one. But nonetheless, that's, that's what I do, and it is what it is, as mm-hmm. they say. Sure, sure. Now, as a lobbyist, there may be a need for you to cross party lines in order to achieve your client's goals. How would you handle such a potential conflict? Here's where the conflict lies, potential conflict lies, as a chairman of the Georgia Republican Party. Dave, if I were to, as chairman, advocate for a position, a policy position, that then was of benefit to my client, that's a conflict. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I know that. The, the, the I will be working with a board of directors in the form of a state executive committee and state committee. And I, at any time, would always solicit their input on any of my behaviors associated with what I do for a living. But again, most importantly, and for your listeners to understand, conflict arises if I am using my office as chairman to help my political life. That is conflict not going down to the state capitol and having a discussion with men and women of both parties and truthfully telling folks what I'm doing. Now, currently, there's a bit of a rift within the Republican Party where we have establishment members, the elites, if you will, are frequently at odds with the people who are termed outsiders. Now, one website stated that you are firmly entrenched with the party's establishment wing, but you were hoping to capitalize on the anti-establishment sentiment that got Donald Trump elected. Those conflicting statements seem to put that article in, let's call it the fake news category. You consider yourself an establishment or an anti-establishment candidate? Here's what I consider myself, a lifelong Republican who has worked uh, my entire life to get Republicans elected. Um, One of the proudest achievements of my political career is supporting as campaign co-chair for David Perdue. David Perdue remains the ultimate outsider, second only to none to the president as Mm -hmm. an outsider. Um, I support David. I support the president. I wrote a check to the president, and I too consider myself an outsider, particularly when I look at the current state party, um, because I think they would tell you and many of the folks down there would say, gosh, John clearly has an outsider's perspective, is willing to challenge our behaviors, is willing to challenge the status quo of where the party is today. 
to those that would continue to say he's an establishment guy. I'm an establishment guy perhaps because I've been kicking down the door for 25 years and they are welcome to get in my F-150 pickup truck with 150,000 miles on it and a rebuilt transmission <laughs> and drive with me to the places where I'm going, talking to the grassroots and doing what's necessary to build that party. They can make their own judgments, but I know that that's what I'm about. Okay. Now let's talk about leadership. Uh, judging by some of the, let's call them unfortunate situations the party is facing, it seems that the current regime has been leading in the wrong direction. What do you consider the right direction, and how do you plan to get the party headed there? Dave, the, the, the party, uh, it is, und, it is ind, undisputable that our party, after 15 years of Republican dominance, 15 years, Republican dominance now has is broke, is in the red, compared to the Democratic Party of Georgia that has been in the wilderness for 15 years. They have more money on hand than we do. That is nearly criminal, in my mm -hmm. estimation. And so the, the current status of the party, no diminishment of any one individual, but the reality is, is that as an organization, we are not on the right path to be prepared for 2018. That is clear as the rather large nose on my face. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to focus on is making certain that we have resources necessary and that I, as leader, am doing things that will make us have the resources necessary. Now, let's be clear about what that means. An organization chart is a strategic document. The, the Republican Party of Georgia does not have a finance director, does not have a deputy finance director on its org chart. When I worked at the Georgia Republican Party, and as we will have again, those will be professional folks that are working with me on a daily basis to raise the necessary resources. Okay. <clears throat> now, one of the disconnects that I've noticed between the state party and the county parties is that there doesn't seem to be a lot of interaction. Mm -hmm. It seems to be minimal, and sometimes it almost seems as if they're working across purposes. Uh, as chairman... How do you see the interaction between the state party and the various county parties? As a conservative, not just in governance, but also in party organization, we should be putting as much control and empowerment at the local level as is possible. In the 159 counties that are the great state of Georgia, the county parties, they are the backbone of the state organization. They must understand and realize and know that we as the state party work for them and not vice versa. We must be providing the support, the training, the embracement, the data, the technology, whatever we have to do to enable them, the county parties at the local level that will be on the sidewalks and knocking on the doors, doing those things at the grassroots level to turn out Republicans. And they must know that we are not just their partner, but we embrace, support, respect, and will do what's necessary to help them. Now, do you see getting state people 
down at the grassroots level, working with those local? Absolutely. Look, when I was the finance director of the Georgia Republican Party, not only was I responsible for raising resources, I was also responsible for training and education and working with county parties to help them build finance plans, to help them understand the behaviors of successful fundraising. So without a shadow of a doubt, I think that is a critical and core responsibility and necessity of the party to do and undertake. Okay. Now, a few years ago, the state Democrat Party bragged about their boots-on-the-ground efforts to help get city council and county commission candidates elected. I've never heard the Republican Party make similar claims. In fact, I've seen an aversion to helping candidates for local office. What's your opinion of the of the role of state and county party officials with respect to local elections? Uh, they're of critical importance. The, the local elections are where we as a party are building our bench. Those folks that start out, the men and women that many times start out at the local level, are eventually those folks that aspire for higher office. And it is, it is again, the Republican bench. If we're not winning at the, gra- at the local level, then the reality is our party will wither and eventually die away. And so as chairman, it's my responsibility to make certain that I am communicating with county parties and we are identifying those races and those individuals whereby we can and should embrace folks at a local level. It has to run from top to bottom, from, from county commission all the way up to, to the governor's office, U.S. Senate, and beyond. And we, at any stage and at any level, if there is a Republican that holds their hands up and says, I aspire for this office, then the reality is our party ought to be there to support them. Well, that's true. And one of the, one of the issues with some of these offices is, is the election is nonpartisan. And yet we've seen party politics play a role in nonpartisan elections. How do, you, how do you weigh that in terms of getting in and helping, let's say, a Republican candidate in a nonpartisan election? I think that uh, one must look at, at, at the policies that our, a candidate advocates for. I mean, we, I understand nonpartisan elections and what happens in that environment, but any level of discernment on the issues that face that community will likely lead you to understand, is this a conservative or a liberal? Is this a Republican or a Democrat? And when we have the opportunity and where there is a bright line between what someone is for or against, then I think the party can make a determination, is that somewhere we need invest? Is that going to be can we draw a line in the sand and say this is going to be our absolute behavior in every single race that is nonpartisan? No, but I do think it gives us the opportunity to look at each and in, in each individual race and make a discernment. And if there is a bright line between the behaviors and policies of one candidate over the other, then we've got to take a close look at it. Okay. In the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton won both Gwinnett and Cobb counties, and both of these were traditionally Republican counties. Sure. To what do you attribute the 2016 outcome, and how will you attempt to turn things around? Let's start with the party of the future. Cobb, Gwinnett will be back in the Republican fold because the state party will bring the resources, the technology, the emphasis, and the data to make certain that we are mining the Republicans out of those areas. It is, is, it is not a question that Georgia throughout the state, but in particularly those communities, is indeed changing. That change is guaranteed in all facets of life. 
But with that change, we must improvise, adapt, and overcome and make certain that we are still uh, spending the resources, engaging in the state party, using data, technology, and other resources to make certain that, again, we are mining from and pulling out of those communities the votes that are there and I believe will be in the future and help us win, help us win again in those communities. The, the election of, of past, I'm focused on the future. The reality is that I, I'm going to work with those counties, and that's what we're going to do as we move forward to win them back. And what do you think the Republican message should be to voters who are either undecided or possibly leaning left? What advantage do they get from voting Republican? If you, if you are a taxpayer, you should be a Republican. If you believe in individual responsibility, you should be a Republican. If you believe that your family uh, can make better financial decisions on your family's behalf than the government, then you should be a Republican. If you believe in the Constitution and judges that will uphold the Constitution and not look to the current day environment and the whims of society, but look to where our founders were and what the lessons they taught us through the Constitution, then you are a Republican. I believe that we have the responsibility as a party to reach out to everyone, regardless of skin color, background, urban, rural, or otherwise, make our case. And I believe that their recruitment ability is there and the numbers are there for the Republican Party to continue dominance on into many years in Georgia. Okay. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, Dave, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be with you this morning, and um, uh, your, 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 the care that you give and the questions that you have, and uh, look forward to any other follow-up from here. Thank okay. you. Thank you. John Watson.